This episode is sponsored by High Point Market. High Point Market is the show in the design industry to see the most product for your projects and take in new trends. And you don't want to miss their world-class panels, tours, and unlimited educational and networking opportunities. Fall Market is October 14th through the 18th, so start planning your trip now using the High Point Market app and their free travel concierge services. You can get your free market pass by pre-registering before October 11th. To learn more and register, visit highpointmarket.org slash register H-Y-D-C. We'll see you there. This episode is brought to you by Daniel House Club. Daniel House Club simplifies the process of sourcing and purchasing by giving designers access to over 150 trade vendors in a single place. They've saved designers over $2.5 million in purchase costs in the past year. You'll get paid whether you send a cart to your client or you purchase directly. And they'll help handle the order logistics. Hotties can join Daniel House Club and save 50% off their first year of membership by going to danielhouse.club HYDC today. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? You know. I just have about a million drawings to do. So um, this this um, is a perfect a episode. Oh uh, yeah, swimming around in my head. Should we take a quick second to do some housekeeping? Housekeeping. So today we just need to remind everyone who likes us to rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Yes. If you don't like us, then feel free to unsubscribe. You don't have to say say anything if you don't. That's okay. (laughs) It's totally fine. fine. But we would would love to hear your thoughts and we would love to hear how it's helped you and why. Because one, it makes us feel better. But then two... If you're also helping other designers who might be looking for help and just think about if you've really enjoyed the show and it's helped you. Imagine how many other designers have yet to even hear of us or find that we can be helpful and they can be part of the club yeah. with all of us. Community service. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you really like us, we'd love to have you over on our Patreon, which is our very exclusive members only subscription it's only ten dollars a month you can find it at patreon.com slash hydc you get exclusive episodes what else i mean you get the hottie hangouts which we do every month and we've been pretty good about doing them on like the second fridays of every month where we can get together and talk about just open roundtable discussion it's not meant to be coaching it's not meant to be a meeting or an or like an exhibition. Like we're not teaching a course. It's usually just trying to prompt conversations about things that we know are important, but they don't really work for the show. They really do work when we're able to just talk as designers with each other. So we want everyone to come and just... Yeah, fellowship hour. Just come join us for a Friday. You can't always watch them on the recordings later, but the, the 
in real life, real time conversation is where all of the good stuff is happening. Yes. Okay. So we, you and I, this is where our backgrounds, I think, are the most different. You went to design school. I did not. And so drawings was the biggest pain point for me when I started. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever even told you this. So I, you know, was a graphic designer. I used Adobe Illustrator, which is a vector program like CAD and SketchUp are, but it's not scale, a sc- modeling scale or anything. So I used to draw rooms in inches scaled. How did I do it? Everything that I would do, I would have to multiply by, divide by 144. <laughs> scale put on a page. Yeah, it was insane. It was really terrible. Okay, scaling was always like a. <laughs> I'm just gonna say scaling is like a thing. It sucks. It's weird. It's figuring out the right dimensions. I I get the whole like complexity of drawings, and I'm not even gonna say like I was. I didn't leave school great at drawings either. Like I left school, and we've talked about how there's deficiencies with what they teach us in school. Like I can. I can do whatever. I can. But you literally, learned CAD. I learned how to use CAD. I learned working in SketchUp. I also did some Revit work, which it wasn't wonderful, but like Revit's fine. It's just too complex for what I need. And most of my clients are not paying me for that. But I think it helped a lot to help me feel like I had a lot of technical ability to do our job. And I would, I will, I think we talked about this a little bit before we started recording of just how for a long time I relied on that technical skill to be like, well, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is my value. That's where you were confident. Yeah, exactly. Which I think we all have to come from a place when you're so unconfident in every part of your business when you're starting. I knew I was confident in my execution of like presentations. So I made my presentations really beautiful. And I've talked about this before where they were like, totally over-designed and I was like graphic designing my interior design Uh which that like in a similar way like okay calm down like unnecessary yeah like no one's paying I guess and that's like that (laughs) idea of like people are not paying for me to create master level architecture drawings that's just (laughs) literally not what they need to do with their money and my expertise and they're not paying you for like an expertly crafted you know, marketing agency level graphic design presentation when what they really want is exactly. show me the pretty bathroom, damn it. Like, get help to me the understand thing. it. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, like communicate it. But I mean, somebody could pay you for architectural level plans, but is that how you want to spend your time? That's not what I want to do at all. No, I mean, that's like there's professional draftspeople for that. Exactly. Uh, and they're even faster than you. And I'm sorry, but they're probably better. Oh, don't be sorry. That's no offense. A fully accurate statement of it is it's just not where I need to be anymore. So over the last couple of years, especially, I've just learned like I need to start getting out of my own way when it comes to this. Like perfect doesn't exist. And I also have more than I can like literally handle, you know, in the eight hours of a day or whatever, or late nights of working, like there's only so much you can do. There's only so much. And realizing my limitations means, okay, how am I going to fix that? 
And I feel like in my career as an interior designer, I've like, it took me a bit to like map out a full process in its entirety. And now every year or month, I iterate on a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Or when it's like, when I find I'm hitting a wall or like a major pain point with a piece of my process, or like I keep having the same issues with clients, then I have to like get out the old magnifying glass and figure out how can I make this easier, better, cheaper, faster. Mm-hmm. So I guess for this first part, we wanted to talk about how do we just get that first initial drawing we need to do floor plans. This isn't for like a full new build or massive construction with engineering and all that. Yeah. Do you want me to do, should we talk about what we were doing before or like what we're doing now? Like where do we, Um, yeah, let's talk about where we, what we were doing when you get a new project or you're like, talking to a potential project like how do you get that initial plan like what were you doing once upon a time it was yeah like graph sheet that i had in my cons- consultation binder and i would just draw it out and start roughly to scale you know roughly to scale very roughly where i was just kind of drawing my outline of the room and getting details and once upon a time when i first started i didn't even have a laser measure i was literally just measuring tape and writing down all the documentation and yeah, getting sweaty. And I would have to schedule them as like separate individual appointments. So like after someone would do their consult, sign the contract, whatever, then I would say, okay, great. Now let's schedule your measurements. And I'd have to go back out. They'd, I'd be like for several hours sometimes, depending on how big it was. It was just like, it was intensive. And then I'd go, go back to my office and, if I was really smart about it, I would immediately start to put everything mm. into CAD so I could get like my little notes and scribbles to make sense very quickly because I remembered what I saw and I could look at the photos. It just was, it takes just forever. It just takes forever. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably do something similarly, but probably not as cute. <laughs> I. <laughs> always get so like I tend to get flustered if I'm overstimulated in general so if like a client's talking to me or their family's there or you know like just normal stuff but I would get lost in my process of the measure always forget ceiling height or the elevation of a window like how high off the floor it was Yes. And my scribble scrabbles. Like, did I include the trim in this one? Did I not include the door trim? (laughs) So, like, at the end of the, when I would go to draw it out, it would be like a rhombus, not a rectangle. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard rhombus in a minute. Like, (laughs) it's a good word. Like, high school geometry. Like, hashtag no more rhombus. No. No More Rhombus is my new (laughs) indie band name, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, so then I'd always be going back like, okay, get that number again. Like, You need to find a way to get back into that house. And 
figure it out. So now, where are we at? Uh, well, now, so you, if everyone's been listening long enough, they already know that like Rebecca is usually the new idea bringer to me. She'll bring me something and I'm, I'm always a skeptic. I'm always a, oh, that's interesting. I did that with Ted Lasso with you. Like I was like, good for you. I don't not know. I don't, I, the way you're selling it just does not sound like what I wanted to do. And I do feel that way about most things. Like I, whatever. Most things I tell you. <laughs> most things, most things everybody tells me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, Google it, background check it, source it, ask other people, look on the Better Business Bureau. Like I'm, I'm like a total, <laughs> I'm a murder she wrote baddie. Okay. Like I will you find out. You are a questioner. I will always, always question. But this just, it sounded like just what I needed when I was desperate to be looking at Canvas. And you were like, yeah, you could just do it on your phone. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. I just got an iPad Pro. Like, you're telling me? Like, <laughs> so yeah, now... like you didn't need extra equipment. Like, that was just like one more barrier that wasn't there. Yeah. And I think at the time, I didn't have an iPhone Pro or something. I had like a, a version that didn't have the LiDAR scanner, but you had just gotten one. You had just done it. And you were like, oh, now I can do it like this. And it just made a difference for me to feel like, oh, let me just start coming in. I can scan during a consult. I can, if someone doesn't sign on, that's fine. But now I can scan it and have it. And then when the project is like ready to go, I'm like, oh, awesome. Let's convert my scans from the Canvas scan. And I can upload it and pick. For me, I'd still pick CAD. And then I think when I first started, I was still just doing a lot in only CAD. In the last couple of years, I've also added their SketchUp model. So then I have my 2D and 3D. I don't use SketchUp for construction level details. Like I just, I do my elevations in CAD still, but it helps because they build all the as-built stuff just the way I need it. And that's just saves so much time and energy. Like truly. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into some of this stuff when we talk to Ben, but I literally don't know how to do some of this stuff. Like, I've had a couple projects that have super high ceilings. They're like newer construction, you know, with a big pitched roof entry with the staircase. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to draw that in Chief Architect. I would just be like, nope, we're not doing anything in the plans. Or I'd have to figure out how to outsource it to someone on Upwork or something. So yeah, there are things and levels of detail that it catches that I, I yeah don't really want the expertise on how to actually do it. So yeah, starting when I started scanning stuff in consultations, I feel like that was like a big aha that sometimes saves an entire meeting once the project books. And I only really do it if it's a project that they want a proposal and I think it's going to go somewhere. I don't do it every time. Like I had a consult today that has kind of a floating scope of work. So once we decide. Like what am what I scanning actually, yet? Like your whole house yeah. or just two rooms? Like let's pick first. Exactly. And then, 
But then I'll the, go back and scan. I'll do but it. But the act of going back is that much easier and less heavy now because you're not going to have to, oh, yeah. to like do the physical labor of scanning a house or or I should say like measuring this windowsill, this ceiling height, this everything. Like, no, please stop. Like it's so it's, much faster. So the physical labor part, yeah. It's honestly like hard. Especially yeah. for somebody who can't breathe very well. Yeah. So, so it helps a lot and it re- reduces all of that time pressure, emotional pressure of having to do it, how to do it. That, you know, the timing of it is all bad. And we talk about this a little bit in our ad, but like it looks really cool to clients. They think you're like super pro, super, I don't know, like advanced. Technology, because you are like it is. It is really invented. I'm just. It is definitely advanced. Like I thought, I was cool. I still do use my laser measure and stuff when I'm doing. Like I'm still checking a couple of key measurements when I do stuff or getting approximations on things. And clients are already like, "Oh my god, we need one of those because they're doing measurements around their house for random projects or DIY hanging stuff." And they're like, "Oh my god." That's so that's so much better now, you know, that we can do that with like a laser measure. And then they see the scanning. So there's a there is like a cool factor that comes along with it of feeling like, okay, I'm setting the stage that this is a professional undertaking. I'm using technology and using resources to make my life easier, to make it faster and more convenient for my clients. And that makes a big difference. So it seemed like a no-brainer for you and me. Like, because they work with a range of, it's not just built for designers. There's also architects who use it for all of their as builds. There are remodelers or people who are doing remodeling who need to get a floor plan. And there's not, I mean, there's not a ton of options out there that feel very like customer friendly. So I think that for this, it feels like it's easy to understand and it's easy to work with. And you work sort of as a transaction. So, it feels like there is a lot of ease and low risk that comes with it. So that's what made it a natural fit for us for the show is that we already use it. We know what it looks like. And it truly does feel like one of those things that I can't imagine having to go backwards anymore because now I'm also able to send these plans over to like my draftsman and say like, this is where I'm starting from. This is here's my concept plan that we're moving towards. And then they're able to help kind of finish permit sets using all of that documentation in CAD. So, this episode is brought to you by Canvas. The Canvas app uses your iPhone or your iPad's LiDAR technology to scan rooms in minutes to create as built drawings. I used to dread kicking off projects with hours of measuring and creating the existing floor plans in Chief Architect. I'd always forget at least one dimension and things just wouldn't add up. So since we started using Canvas a few years ago, we both incorporated it into our businesses. So now it's kind of a flex because clients see me scanning their space in 3D, which is way more professional than fumbling with a 20 foot long tape measure. Honestly, Canvas is so much faster and cheaper than me personally creating the drawings that I can put my energy into other things like I don't know, spending time with my family or sending Sean memes. Exactly. I usually get my files from Canvas in one or two days, and then I can jump right into the fun part of designing. 
I recently started using their measurement report to send to my workroom for window treatment quotes too. Okay, but are they accurate? Yes, with a good scan, Canvas measurements are 99% accurate, which is way better than you. First, you'll scan in the app and then submit them for conversion when you're ready. You'll get to choose which software you'd like to convert them to, like SketchUp, AutoCAD, Chief Architect, or others. And we really want you to try it. So Canvas is offering $150 credit off first orders for our hotties. So visit canvas.io slash HYDC to get started. Hey hotties, have you been missing new Process Party episodes and want more behind the scenes scoops? It's all over on our Patreon. Our loyal hotties get exclusive episodes, live workshops, and our best unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 a month. And if that's not enough, it's super easy to subscribe and there's no long-term commitment. Learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about other types of drawings. But first, should we go to our interview with Ben? Yes, let's talk with Ben Petakowski. Ben leads the marketing team at Canvas. Okay, let's welcome Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Rebecca and Sean, and happy to be here today. We are excited to talk about this, even though, like, sometimes maybe the audience would think, oh, so you're going to interview a tech guy about some software. Cool. (laughs) We want (laughs) to kind of make this, let everyone know this is going to be interesting. Can you tell us like a little bit about how you came to Canvas and why you're cool? Absolutely. And it's, I think it's clear to, it's important to say that I'm not a tech guy. I used to work in Hollywood. I worked in television development and I came to this company through a friend who was working at the company from my days in Hollywood. Hmm. And basically, I think what I excel at is taking technical stuff and making it accessible to people who don't need to know how the underlying technology works. And, you know, I think you hear terms like artificial intelligence and machine learning and even computer vision, and that might be overwhelming. And I think the, idea that drove me to join Canvas is it's this really cool cutting edge technology that basically solves a problem that almost everyone has in the interior design space. And that is measuring sucks. No one likes doing it. It really does. I hate it. Yeah. Sean, you really like it though. Oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, I have to do this, but it doesn't, it's not using my zone of genius. It doesn't feel like, you know, from a liability perspective, I get it. I have to get them. I need to know what I'm doing. I can't do my job without it, but it's not really where my best energy is spent. I don't think I said it on the podcast, but one time I was measuring this long room in front of a client who was like, kind of like, had his arms crossed, staring at me like, come on, girl. And I pulled the, the measuring tape out so far that it actually pulled out of the unit. And I had this 60-foot piece of metal that I was trying to like wind back up <laughs> into my arms. Like I couldn't even get it in my hands. It was so embarrassing. Not that I measure nearly as much as you two do, but I'm always terrified of it like, slamming back in and like taking off a finger or Or like yeah shattering of special vase yes (laughs) 
Yeah. So we met you because we have been users of Canvas. I am an early adopter, which we've talked about. And I've been using, I think, for like two years, probably. And we were looking for new sponsors and partners. And when we were at KBiz, I'm like, Sean, we have to find them. (laughs) They said they were going to be here. And we went like up and down all the booths because we didn't have your booth number. And then we like totally like kind of stumbled upon you and said, we need to talk to you. And it worked out. I'm so glad that you found us. Yeah, we love what you guys do. So, okay. Sean, what should we talk about first? I know you said we don't need to talk about how the technology works, but can you tell, maybe give us like the 10,000 foot look down on LiDAR technology and scanning technology for measurements? Because hear, I know this is different for a lot of designers. So they don't know what it is and they, I don't want them to think it's like witchcraft. Like, or hard to do, like right. to be fully trained. Absolutely, yeah. And so there are a whole bunch of acronyms that I'm going to throw out, and I'll explain what each of them are. But the key to what Canvas is able to capture dimensions with 99% accuracy is this LiDAR sensor that's now on the iPad Pro and the iPhone Pro. Canvas existed before that technology came into the iPad and iPhone. We used to sell a piece of hardware you had to attach to your iPad and it took half an hour to calibrate. Mm. And then when Apple introduced this, we were like, this is great. It makes it so much easier for people to use. You don't have to buy another piece of hardware. You don't have to install and calibrate it. You can just download and start scanning. And basically what the sensor does, if you're looking at the back of your iPad or iPhone, you'll see the cameras, the camera lenses, and then there's a small black dot on the Pro models. And what that does is it sends out pulses of invisible light and measures how long it takes to bounce back. And that is able to then determine how far things are from that sensor. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're able to get all that depth information. So it's the same kind of technology that helps power some self-driving cars. It helps basically helps computers see the world in depth information. And then we combine with the cameras. Exactly. Except we don't want to be associated with that. We're we're trying to make things easier and faster, whereas Highway Patrol may be using that to make you go slow. <laughs> right, exactly. And so we use that to pull in that data. And then the thing that I think differentiates Campus from some of the other scanning apps that are out there, because we've been doing this since 2016, before the LiDAR sensor was in the Apple devices, we've developed our own SLAM technology. And that sounds really cool, but what SLAM is, is simultaneous localization and mapping. And so if you think about what you're doing with Canvas when you're walking around a space and scanning, it's not only mapping in real time that space, it's determining where you and the phone or iPad are in that space as you're moving through it. And so we have several years of advanced sort of knowledge of building our own algorithms that help determine its location precisely in that space. And so that's how we're able to be extra accurate. Because that's what lets it show like, oh, I'm standing five feet away from the vanity right now, but as I keep turning my screen, I'm not st- I'm not standing with myself on a pin in that room. I'm a human being, mm-hmm. I'm going to move. And the technology has to know that, oh, your iPad is moving slightly as the the room is staying still and it has to know those two pieces keep rotating or moving around each other to get really accurate measurements. So that is an important piece of that. 
Yeah, exactly. And hopefully that wasn't too nerdy. I feel like that's as nerdy as I can get when talking. <laughs> those are all the how that those are all the works. acronyms you have for us. Like, <laughs> no, it's I <laughs> yeah. mean how like interpret to interpret it as a designer. So when I very first started, you did have to stand still in one spot and like slowly rotate around a room, and then I was able to. Then you changed it or improved it so that you could walk. Now it's kind and of now like painting I can walk a wall, upstairs like can... and downstairs. So like I just scanned a house that was two stories and I just walked upstairs and downstairs. Yes, scanning the whole house and it puts it into chief architect for me in the two floors with the staircase transitions. It's it's pretty amazing. So what you will want to do when you're scanning a two-story house, and the best practice is to actually still scan each floor by itself. I did, yeah. And then scan the stairway in its own scan. And what we're able to do is take those multiple scans. And as long as there's a little overlap in between the different scans, we know how they stick together. And we'll stitch them together in that chief architect file or SketchUp or Revit or whatever file you're using. We'll create a global model of that property. and so. You can do multiple stories, you could do multiple wings and rooms, and we can give you that one unified model. Yeah, it's so because I don't even know how to do that. Like, I only want to barely know how. So, <laughs> yeah, and it gives it to you separate or together. And yeah, now I can walk up the stairs. It's really cool. So, I think one of the things that most designers are the most nervous about is the accuracy. Mm hmm. Tell us, you have a whole thing. Yes. So it's 98 to 99% accurate as long as you're following our scanning best practices. And so there's a saying in, I think, the engineering world, you know, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> and so the, the, and not to say that garbage is, you know, how I'm describing scans, but you, it's very easy to scan, but there is a technique to it. So I always strongly recommend that our users practice, they watch our videos, we'll even do a scan review. So if you scan a space, we'll colorize it for free. And once it's colorized, we can then view it on our server. So what you can do after you've done a scan is email us at support at canvas.io and ask for a scan review. And we'll take a look at your scan and say, here's what you did right. And if there are areas of improvement or areas we may not be able to convert into that as-built file, We'll give you feedback on that scanning. And so before you pay for anything, yeah. Before you pay for anything. And obviously, if you upload a scan and it is so poor that we're not able to pull reliable measurements, we're going to reject that and email you and let you know we weren't able to process it. We're not in the business of just taking money and not providing accurate files. So in order to get that great accuracy, watch the training videos practice, make sure you're confident. But some of the general rules you want to keep in mind is you want to move in one continuous direction around the interior perimeter of the home. You don't want to double back. You don't want to zigzag. And I think sometimes our users think that by scanning a space more than once in the same scan, they're going to get extra dimensional information that would make it better. That actually makes it worse. It can give it conflicting information and negatively impact your accuracy. So like don't, don't when you're scanning, up. you'll like let it do just one layer. Don't double yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. Once it puts that white overlay over what it's captured, keep moving. That means it's gotten that data and you're good to go. 
And it yells at you if you're going too fast. Like it's a nice, yes, it's a nice yes. shout. But I, I wouldn't say it yells. Yeah, okay. it, it, it coaches. Yeah, it lets you know like you're, you're moving too you. fast or slow down, slow down, or you're too close. Like I have that like tight spaces, or you know sometimes it's tough. You're like in a you're in a toilet closet, you know, and you're just scanning, and it's like mm-hmm. okay, back up a little bit. Like it needs more range to be able to get the the measurement, and it'll tell you. Like, and then you have get a those chance. people and dogs out of the shot, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. there's people yeah there's there's a whole thing like you want to prepare the space you want to open up all the doors you want to pull back window treatments you want to ask people and pets to leave the space you don't want other things moving did i mention you want to open all the interior doors and you don't mm. want to typically move a door while you're, while you're scanning yeah. that kind of motion can sort of confuse the algorithm as you're going along the other thing that you can do if there are areas where you need maybe greater than 99% accuracy. Although I'm not judging anyone's technique. I don't think most people are measuring with 99% accuracy using a tape measure or a laser distance meter, <laughs> in my opinion, and experience. No. Yeah, because a, a good, like not good is good enough. But for most points, this is what we've said to a few designers who've talked about it with us is, you know, and they'll hear, oh my God, you're not doing your measurements anymore. And I'll even say, I'm like, I'm designing a vanity anyway for a space and if it's five foot wide but it's actually five foot and a half like that's gonna have to get done anyway by the cabinet maker so my drawings already say for design intent only and site conditions have to be measured and guess what drywall gets installed different thicknesses during the actual remodel than what i planned for in my drawing and those sort of tolerances are already happening in real life and i think this idea of like my my drawing has to be perfect is just that perfection doesn't exist. And the truth is, is like Canvas has gotten me closer to that perfection number than what I was doing on my own before. And I also feel like mm-hmm. I can rely better on that number. So when I check a measurement and it's like, well, that that LiDAR scan had to be better than what I would have done. So if I had measured it myself, I would always find myself going, oh, maybe I should go back and check it again. Or the next mm-hmm. time I'm at a meeting with them, I'm going to ch- you know check that window one more time. And I find that I don't have to do that anymore. And you know, a couple years in, it has not presented a problem during projects. It's not created an issue because they're already done correctly. And what I always hear from the customers I talk to or prospects I talk to at events is that you do your measurements and then you get back to your office or your home office. And you start making that model in SketchUp or Revit or whatever it is that you're using. Inevitably, a room doesn't close or you realize you forgot to measure something and it it doesn't work. And then you've got to drive back to the Mm -hmm. site. And that's another hour or however long it may be. And so Canvas eliminates that. But for the people who are concerned about that level of accuracy, and maybe there's a they're doing a kitchen or a bathroom where they want to feel extremely confident in the numbers in the in the measurements in the model they receive, you have the ability to submit reference measurements. And so once you upload your scan to the ScanDecad pipeline, you can say, by the way, this window or you know this wall set is. 11 feet, four inches, and three sixteenths. And we will override whatever data we pull from the scan to ensure that that measurement you captured is reflected on the file we send you. I I think that helps because you get an anchor point for it. Yeah, and you make it really Mm -hmm. easy to submit it. I love that I can scan 
before I even know if I'm going to order. So like when I think I might be getting a project, but I'm like, I was out of town. I wasn't going to go back and wanting to measure. So I just did a quick scan of that house, but I didn't buy it until they bought me basically. And then downloaded all Mm -hmm. the files. So it's just like, I don't know. It's really easy. Like if you're like a little bit techno scared, like if you're techno nervous, I swear you can figure it out. Yeah. If you can, if you can take a video or a selfie, you can learn how to scan. It's, it's that easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like coloring. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know. You have kids. Did, did your kids ever play with those water brush books? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. Like we got, those are great for flights and stuff like water that. Water wow. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> a brush of water and then this image appears as you like paint on it. It's like that. So, but opposite. You know what? I've never heard that metaphor before, but I love it and I'm stealing okay, it. Okay, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Because it is. Like, you are painting it in this broad brush and, like, then it's, like, the dimensions kind of appear. Well, and I wanted to circle back to one of the things you said about scanning even before you've won the job. And one of the things we always recommend, because scanning is free, you only pay for the creation of that as-built file, is we sometimes recommend scanning more of the house in separate rooms, in separate scans, than what the initial mm. scope is. Because we always hear that when people start their projects, sometimes they go, you know, I love how this is going to look, but now my bathroom is going to look really outdated or mm-hmm. now this other space. And if you've scanned that and they say, you know what, I'm curious, let's look at doing this other space. You already have all those measurements on your phone or iPad and you can just upload it after the fact and then get those files back and you don't have to go back to the house, especially Mm -hmm. if they're out of state or far away. And so that's an easy way to expand the scope of the projects you've been hired to work on. Or probably the opposite. If they cut a piece, then you don't have to buy the whole house. You've already, you can do them in chunks. Yeah. Now that your budget, we've Mm -hmm. narrowed in on a better budget. So we're really doing kitchen, bath, living, whatever, instead of you wanted so, to do the whole first floor, let's bring that in and we have these stitched together drawings. Download the ups, I'm not going to download the upstairs. Yeah, and it takes minutes. So it's like... Yeah, it so takes easy. about a minute per room. And so we say you can scan the average 2,000 square foot home in about 20 minutes. And if you think about how long it would take you to measure a whole oh. home, it's probably a lot more than that. And you're also probably not even capturing all the measurements that we're capturing. Definitely not. Or all the, I always think too, like I love that all the like air returns and the switches, like all the electrical and HVAC stuff gets added in if you scan that too. Mm -hmm. And then what about if things aren't quite right? Like what I, we hope, yeah, what I love is there's real people. Like that's why we like talking to you. Like it's not just bots on the internet. (laughs) Exactly. And, we, we hope we get it right. We, you know, most of the time we get it right on the first try. If you ever have concerns about the file we send you, our customer success team is, I think, extremely responsive and helpful. And they don't just want to, they're not sending automated responses. They want to get to the meat of what's wrong and they'll fix it. So if something is inaccurate in the file, Tell us what's wrong and we'll do a complimentary update to that. So all you have to do is email our customer success team. That's support at canvas.io. And we will take a look at your scan and want to make it right. 
and yeah, I've used it for little things and yeah, they've definitely gotten back to me same day and fixed stuff. So yeah, I think I've had a few where I'm it was like, oh, wait, the this window, I, like, you know, a window gets dropped in and I get it. Stuff gets skipped or missed, you know, where it's like, okay, wait, the in 2D, this window is in the right location. Then in the 3D model, the window is shaped a little bit differently. And it's just like, well, there's always going to be some room for error. And that's where it's helpful as designers that we understand that this is a tool that we use in conjunction with all of our other skills and abilities. We still have reference photos of the spaces, which is normal in our process. We, you know, I'm not going to send all of this directly to like a window treatment workroom to start making something. I think that's the part that, yes, there's going to be things that need to be adjusted. And it's still so much less than the time I was spending making corrections before. And I also feel like I've got more confident now having this because the weight of it was lifted off of me. So now I don't feel like, oh my God, I'm the only linchpin for all of this work that goes down. I feel like a lot better just emotionally of knowing. And I, I've had those cases where I mismeasured where a vanity cabinet was going to go. And I'm like, oh shit, like this is on me. I told the cabinet maker, all the quotes were built off of the number I gave them. And I felt like too much of that I was just absorbing and internalizing. So you didn't know, Ben, but Canvas was helping me with that too. Of like getting rid of the emotional weight of being a designer and remembering that. Or you have... know, the rooms don't close. Like that's what always would happen to me is I'm like, how you feel like such a noob, but like, how did I do up? this? So I, I guess that's another selling point I should start using is we're good for your mental health. Yes. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I use it like a team member. It's part of my process to where I'm outsourcing the drawings. Like it's not an app per se. It's the drawings are outsourced. I'm not waiting for a five hour block of time to be able to draw this thing. I just upload it and like wait two days and it's done. Yeah. It's sort of like magic. And you can then use that time on the other projects you're working on, other aspects of your business. It's not like you are having to spend that time doing this tedious work and you know, even if your measurements that you took on site, you hand measured are perfect, you're still spending a day taking those measurements and building that SketchUp or Revit or Chief yeah. file. Yes. And that is not creative energy that saps, you know, your energy of being creative and thinking about all the things that you want to do with that space. And so I, one of the things I've heard, especially from other interior designers I've talked to, is this basically saves your mental energy for the fun part of your job. And so you're not spending it on sort of what I would consider like the homework or the the mandatory things you have to do before you get to turn on that creative part of your brain. Totally. Like the second I get the email from them that my downloads are ready, I instantly open it and I'm like, oh, I like I've already started thinking about it while I was waiting. So I'm like, I can instantly start painting walls and playing with it. Yeah. So we're, I'm a big fan. I convinced Sean to be a big fan. It it wasn't a hard just sell, just it. putting that out there. Like it was like, hold on, no. try it, and then just try it. you just have to try it. I think. And that's one of the things we're offering for all the hotties who are listening today is the ability just to try it. So if you go to canvas.io/hydc, it'll take you to a place where you'll be able to download Canvas and automatically get a hundred dollars in credit to try it for free. So if you have an iPad Pro or an iPhone Pro, 
there's literally no investment other than a few minutes of experimenting and playing with it. And if you don't have one of those, I say first, borrow one of your friends. I'm sure there's someone you know who has one or an iPad Pro is $800. And that's really a small investment if you think about how much time it's going to save you on every project. But if you're listening, I implore you to just take advantage of that $100 offer and see what you get. You know, you've got nothing to lose and it could end up saving you hours in this year on every project that you're working on and so much headache and, you know, mental energy on on measuring and building that initial model. For sure. And for $100, you could get a pretty good sized room scanned. Absolutely. That'll get you about 555 square feet of 3D files. So you can certainly scan a few rooms in your own house and just try it out and see what you get. I always recommend practicing before you're scanning at a client's house for the first time. That way you feel confident in what you're doing. But again, scan your own kitchen, scan your own bathroom, scan a few rooms in your house and just see what it is that you get. Yep. Okay. Hotties, just do it. Well, thank you, Ben. This was really fun. I, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to nerd out. I like learning (laughs) about the technology a little bit. I like to think it's like all this technology under the hood and maybe I shouldn't admit this, but like, I don't know what's under the hood of my car, (laughs) but I'm able to drive it. it And that's basically how this works. Yeah. And so that's, that's how this works. It sounds, it is cutting edge technology, but there's not a real high learning curve to learning it. And it's easy to spit into your workflow. And ultimately it saves you time. So you get to focus more on the part of your job that you like doing. 100%. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca and Sean. I appreciate it. Okay. Now we're back. Hope you guys learned something. He's been a hoot to work with. So thank you for supporting those who support us. Oh, so we also wanted to talk a little bit about like, sometimes you need more than your own drawings. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know we all do this a little bit differently and I'm sure every designer is different, but not every project I'm working on is at like a full, full scale architecture firm where they're doing like the whole home or a second floor addition or like I'm, I'm sometimes getting their drawing because they're the one creating as built because they're, you know, the lead, the lead on that is really heavy with a much larger remodel. But for my smaller projects where we're doing like an existing primary bedroom suite or something like that's usually where I'm bringing in a draftsman who has a structural engineer and it's not like full scale architecture, which keeps the fee lower. Like honestly, for my client to have like a smaller, usually flat rate portion that my, you know, my companies will do where they'll come in, do the permit drawing, do the, do the code compliance stuff for energy standards. Like they'll get all that stuff in the drawing. And then I usually rely on them to like handle the submittals to cities and any revisions. Like I don't do that stuff, but it is helpful for me to be able to pass off my initial sets of drawings to those parties and just go here. Like this is where we're starting from. This is what we're doing. And then they can handle the rest. Yeah, so I guess I have like different levels of drawing processing. I get my canvas. I really am like design in in app kind of person. While you're um, doing drawings is also when you're coming up with the design. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to always get 
not in trouble, but like it's frowned upon in graphic design. You're supposed to sketch and then go to Illustrator. But I mm-hmm. always designed well in Illustrator. It was just the way it worked better for me. So I do the same thing in Chief Architect. Like I like to play with the paint colors and everything while I'm looking at it in the model. And then I kind of get to a place and then I go into actual materials, like real life memos and stuff. So I like to play in my app, but I don't want to be responsible for like detailed elevations and (laughs) demo plans and lighting electrical plans and switching and I don't want to do any of it. I, I mean, used I to kind you. of. <laughs> I mean, it's just not my zone of genius. Yeah. I kind of can, but it either will get put off or not be as great. So I have somebody that I give my chief files to who she was like an NKBA kitchen and bath designer. And so she judges them, cleans them up makes them like plan set ready. Mm -hmm. And that's worked really well for me. So I can just play, but not be held responsible. (laughs) But it's not play. It's just like, I think it's the opposite of that, which is get like getting out of, it's what I had a problem with for a long time, which is like, I'm in my own way. So I refuse to hire anyone to help me. And I was just like, this is my cross to bear. I have to suffer with doing all the drawings because this is what I'm doing. And then it's like, no, literally, you have so many other better things to be working on. And it's you you constantly say it's faster to revise or put notes for revisions than it is to actually create the plans. And I think that's what you're doing is you're just like, let me just tell you, there's going to be a light over the sink there's going to be a pendant over the island. There's going to be a this. And I can communicate that to someone who then will use their expertise to drop in. Hey, this is where we think the most efficient switching plan makes sense. This is where, hey, we're putting all the outlets to code. Like they're going to... like, this is NKBA standard. Is this yeah. something different you want to do? Yeah. And also she can make... She has like the whatever plugin to make my... The 3D images look more realistic. So she does a better job of, I don't know if she draws them, but she always can get the right light fixture CAD block in. So I don't know. There, it's like comes out correct in every way when she. Instead of you does spending it. like 20 hours working on like a fixture. Drawing or... a, yeah, drawing a specific sconce and. SketchUp and then importing it, like, no. What a waste. Yeah. No, it's, no, no. And that's where I keep coming back to, this isn't what clients are paying me for. This, they're, That's not yeah. how they want to say, like, did you want to hear how long I spent making that light fixture look photorealistic for you? Like, no, stop, please. Like When it should have, I mean, when it can take the person who that's all they do, like a tenth of the time, like literally. 100%. So, yeah, so some of my plan sets if it's just like a bathroom then i she can give me what i need and art usually here the contractor will submit it to permit so yeah as long as i have like the cover sheet which she's been helping me now do 
a demo plant and electrical switching plan, like they can usually just do that, do it with that. As long as there's no like, yeah, engineering or exterior changes or anything. Bing, bang, bomb. Bing, bang, Bob's bomb. your uncle. It's done. So, yeah. And she'll question things, which I like. <laughs> you you well. like being questioned? Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you mean to do that? Like, sometimes <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when they're doing She's it, they're like, you know, this is too. off center. And you're like, go ahead and fix that. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I can't be paying attention to everything right now. So there, or I'm just... trying something different, or like, can we squeeze that t- bathtub in here, or not? Like, I don't know. It's nice just having a partner to bounce some of those things off of. Yeah, but if it's like something that needs engineering, then my just 2D floor plan, like I'll just send that with measurements. And they can go from there. Yeah. I think the big thing we're trying to pull out of this is for designers to think really wisely about how they spend their time and their energy. Part that we haven't really talked about is that us converting to... I I don't know if you... I I actually don't know if we do it similarly between each Mm. other. But my pricing... I pass through Mm. this expense directly as like... This is the charge to convert all your drawings. And I just am like, pay me back for this. This is the work that went into it. I And especially when it was hourly clients, like I already got paid hourly to be there or to do other work related to this. But there are... I know there are designers out there who upscale the charge for the conversion, the scanning, the drawings, and they kind of build in this sort of flat rate pricing where I know there's... The, I'm, I'm imagining the Shannon Lee of it all with win without pitching would be like, okay, but this is a value add service and it comes with your expertise and everything. And so should you charge more? Maybe you could. I think you could find a sweet spot because a set of plans does not need to cost thousands of dollars if you're scanning, you know, a property like, you know, Ben was talking about where it's like 2,000 square feet. You don't, you don't need it to cost five grand to create a drawing set, but you could mm-hmm. build in a profit for that. So that way you can afford your new iPad one day and you can upgrade your equipment. And like that all goes towards, you know, your business eventually. Yeah, I've been doing it as per usual as a f- hybrid. I do it every way for my flat fee projects. I've been starting to build it into that fee because I have to have it. Like I said, like I have to have those plans so for to help me design. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. What's great again about the Canvas Square Foot program is you, I can estimate that right in the proposal, and then I have a pretty good idea of what. I'm going to get charged if I need to use my drafts person to help, you know, complete all of those. Right. Depends on what it is. If it's just furnishing, then I'm not going to get her involved. So yeah, so I'm building that in. But if it's so like a project I'm doing right now, like that was built into the original scope of scope of work, but we're adding on a room. Not, but we're not doing the whole room. I'm just doing a little piece of cabinetry. Okay. But I wanted to, sc- I scanned the whole room. 
So I'm just charging that separately and all of it's hourly. Okay. So I mean cost plus hourly. I think you could pick, like, I don't know that there is a right or a wrong from where we are right now on these drawings. Like there's there's room to figure out what works. But what I like is that when it was hourly and directly hourly and I was the one doing all of the work or it's me and my assistant, like that just it just feels so ineffective. It just does not feel like the right thing to do to keep like you're it's me and then you know it's me and my assistant and we're both here and we're both doing measurements and we're collecting everything and it's like oh my god. Oh that scan cost me forty five dollars. Yeah. So it's like like for like a fifteen by fifteen room or something like it's so much so much better. And like it has weird kind of architectural details that there's, I mean, $45, like that was not going to take me. What I'm hearing is shut up and take 20 minutes. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's saving the client money because that I, I'm not charging them. Like it would have taken me, if I charged my hours that it would have mm-hmm, taken, mm-hmm. then now they're paying five times as much. So, yeah. I feel way more confident having this in my pocket, for sure. Yeah, it it makes my life easier, makes me happier, means I'm spending time on the stuff I really want to be doing. And I think one of the reasons we say this is so much is because we see this, like we see the designers suffering. We know we've been there, we've been you, we're watching you do it. We know what's happening, and you're all like, "Well, I want my drawing to be." Perfect. And it's like, okay, well, when you're well, but when you've reached your breaking point, let me know because <laughs> I already have fixed this has already been done for you. You don't get points for suffering. Like But it's more perfect if you do it this way, I think, unless you're like yeah. a total expert. One thing we didn't talk about is the different types of software. We talked about it a little bit, but Chief Architect, I actually used the Home Designer Pro version, which is like a limited version of Chief Architect, but it's Chief been Architect. fine. Diet Chief Architect? Yeah, light. But like I said, it's fine for my needs. Yeah. I tried SketchUp. It was my first launch out of Illustrator. And I always see people using SketchUp and it's like, wow, you can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. You can. But it would always get so jacked up for me so hats (laughs) off if you've mastered it i took a class like sketchup for designers is that what her website is which was a really helpful class but i still i don't know i still made a mess so i use it for like fixing little furniture things or i mostly use um, it for kitchen and bath i don't do like 3D room renders for living rooms, or I will do it for like built-ins. And I've done it for built-ins in a space because I really want to make sure those are like executed properly by the cabinet maker. But I I feel like what I've leveled in on is like, it's the combination of things. It's the balance of, I use AutoCAD and SketchUp. You're using Chief, but it's able to give you multiple formats of drawings so you can pick what you need. I've also used like their measurement report, which gives you like a basic elevation of all the walls. So you have something to work off of in Canvas. Yeah. And that saves me a significant amount of time in just getting stuff 
correctly built into CAD and moving it out and like getting the space planning starting, getting layout started. So, I mean, it speeds up the whole process. Like a homeowner, I think, if you're a homeowner listening for some reason, <laughs> hi, that's amazing. And that's what you would probably want, right? Like if you're not using any kind of drawing software. Yeah, you would um, just export the PDFs that have numbers on them. But measurement report would be like, you'd get your house floor plan, which would be really helpful, I think, for any homeowner. Yeah, it's just, I think the value for this is really to have like, you have the CAD file or you have the chief file and that can be used by everybody like who's going to technically need to do something. Because I feel like in most cities now or most counties now, you you can't just like take what you got right up to a counter. Like you have to do stuff with it. Yeah, I would you think. need you need industry professionals to help you with that. And I don't know, I don't know if I want to call that gatekeeping or not, but like maybe I'm I'm okay with it in Los Angeles and like big counties where there's a lot of like could be a lot of inconsistencies. But if you got like a small town, you could probably have a DIYer who scans it. But I don't know. I think I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. So if for some reason, maybe you're early in your career and you're like not quite figuring out how to get your get the drawings that you need, you need to be able to do scale drawings. Like period. It's job one. Yeah. I think you should look into Home Designer Pro. I think it's really cool if you don't want a huge learning curve. It doesn't have one. It's not easy, but it's not super hard. And you just, it's 2D and 3D at the same time. So yeah. like you work in 2D and then you change the view and oh, it's your 3D yeah. model is already done. If I wasn't just already, cabinets and if I wasn't really already right. invested in CAD, it probably would have been so much better. CAD seems though it's like really great for detail work and how you're using it for elevations and stuff. So I mean, it seems like it's pretty It's pro. got everything I need, which is why I don't feel like super pressured to jump from it. You know, the only thing that... Well, you'd have to do both. Yeah, I feel like... So I don't know. I don't know enough about why a lot of big designers use CAD for a reason, but I don't know enough about it. So, sorry. Don't know what you don't know. <laughs> sorry. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah. So, hotties, you got to give it a try. We're really happy to have been able to share this with you. And I know that the that Canvas is really excited to share it with you. So, don't forget that you get a an opportunity to use the software. Really low risk for you. Zero risk? I mean, yeah, you can get... And I think Ben said it in his... in When we were talking with him that it was 100, but it's 150 off your first order. Oh. So that's on their website. That's on their Canvas website for all of our hotties. So canvas.io slash HYDC. And you get your low commitment. Try try it out. See, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be shocked at what you're able to accomplish in it. Agreed. Okay. Well, thanks, hotties. Thank you for listening. And thank you again, always for your support. Got it. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. 
Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow, so share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 